0: Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast. I hope you all had a lovely week. hope you are all having a lovely Sunday I post these on a Sunday. If you're not listening on a Sunday, that's cool too. But I, yeah, just hope you all had a wonderful week. And this week's episode is one that I feel like sometimes I do these episodes and I'm like, I think I've made this just to give myself a talking to. (laughs) And I think this one is, is one of those. It's going to be me talking to me more than anything else, telling myself off for not doing, not practicing what I preach. But yeah, this week we are jumping back into the minor arcana. So the last two episodes we have been with the major arcana. We looked at the hangman and then we looked at the wheel of fortune. And this week we are back into the minor arcana, the nitty gritty, Um, but also a court card again. We are with the knight of pentacles, our very first pentacles card here on the podcast. Woohoo. Um, and what a pot pod po- 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 and what a pop po- up po- and what a pentacles card it is. That was because I was gonna say podcast and pentacles in the same thing, and it didn't work out very well. Yeah, our first yummy, earthy, grounding pentacles card is here. So the pentacles, if you do not know refer to our material world, which includes things like home, our work, finances, health, family, dynamic, all of that good stuff. So basically all the kind of bricks that make up the life we see and feel around us, that's what the pentacles represent. And in the last episode, we went into depth about divine timing with the Wheel of Fortune and looked at our relationship with Divine Timing. And I think this episode can be a great sequel to that one because it's often our impatience and our reluctance to allow things to appear in their own time that can often bring up this Knight of Pentacles energy. So again, another short intro. Don't want to ramble on too much because I really, really... I feel the need, (laughs) the need for speed. I feel the need to get into this knight of pentacles and start even just working out for myself because I feel like I need this today. So yeah, let's get stuck in with the knight of pentacles. So if you listened to our previous court card episode I think it was the king of swords I want to say king of swords I went into a little bit of detail about how I read the court cards and I'm not going to go into it again because it is um complex and I don't want to waste too much time repeating myself but the court cards I read as um a combination of elemental energy so the, the king the knight not the king the knight of pentacles is the fire of earth so it's that passion and drive and diligence we feel when we really want to achieve something and this is a card I often find comes up for those who are very goal oriented orient, orientated orientated. Oh dear, I didn't know I couldn't say orientated until just now. Goal-orientated people. But it can also make a regular appearance to those that are actively trying to manifest things like love or money or holidays or whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. I have a lot of friends who are manifestors and yeah, Knight of Pentacles is is a regular for those guys. So like all of the knights, we have to review kind of both sides of the same coin, which just means that with all the positive and the, you know, the amazing things, attributes that we have with the knight, we also have to acknowledge and accept his flaws in equal measure. So we can't take all the good and forget about the bad with any knight he is very much equally positive and negative. So one thing to know about knights is that they are very fiery. They are very impulsive. No matter what suit they happen to fall into. And they can be really easy to run away with if we aren't mindful of the energy that they are giving to us. So the knight of pentacles is no different. Even though he is a pentacles card which means he's a lot more grounded than maybe the other knights are in the the tarot he's still a very fiery passionate driven energy and when we come up against the court cards often it is um what's the word kind of a way we need to adopt so it's The kind of person we need to become or the person that we need to be aware that we are. So with a knight, we have to sit back and say, okay, well, am I being impulsive? Am I being hasty within whatever suit that knight falls into? So the knight of pentacles is that fiery passionate energy within the realm of your material world. And I know as someone that's very business-minded and ambitious, that I often don't even realise how far into this Knight of Pentacles energy I am until something forces me to stop and look around. And often that thing is what we are talking about today, which is burnout. So don't get me wrong, the Knight of Pentacles can be an absolutely epic and motivating force. Like Whenever the Knight of Pentacles comes up, I'm like, yes, absolutely, thank you but he's not a card that is rushing. He takes one step at a time and trying to force him to move any faster will just result in exhaustion. So it's a bit like strange metaphor to use, but it's a bit like trying to push an elephant up a hill. Like the elephant will get there in his own time. So you may as well just conserve your energy and Walk nicely alongside the elephant. Like, if you try and push an elephant up a hill or a van or a truck, anything heavy, if you're trying to rush that process, you're just going to tire yourself out and you're still not going to get any further. So, you may as well really embrace that side of the Knight of Pentacles that is very intentional, that is very, um, a lot of a slower pace than some of the other Knight cards. Some of the really impulsive cards that are knights are Knight of Swords and Knight of Wands. And they're really about rushing in. And then we have Knight of Cups and Knight of Pentacles, which are a lot more slower. The passion and the fire that are within those two cards are more about feeling and um, intention. And it's just that very contained fire, which can sometimes be even more exhausting than if you were like, go, go, go all the time. Like if you're just pent up excitement or frustration or just that kind of fiery energy, that can often be very overwhelming and very exhausting. So one of the main things I really want to talk about in this episode with the Knight of Pentacles is why working hard and working until you're burnt out are not the same thing and they'd never have to be the same thing so believe it or not you can absolutely work your ass off and not keel over with exhaustion what who knew hey who knew that we could work hard and not die it seems like every time you go on the internet at the moment somebody's preaching about how they made 20 figure sums in the matter of three months and all you have to do is work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, don't sleep, don't eat, don't do nothing. And you're just like, what? I'm sorry? That's no, 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 we don't have to do that. That's ridiculous. So you can be diligent without being obsessive. You can give it your all and have a clear and healthy relationship with boundaries like you don't have to burn out for the sake of progress and the knight of pentacles says exactly that so often people are quite working hard and like with working all hours of the day giving up on luxuries and basically putting themselves through it to get to their goal no pain no gain after all you do not need to work yourself into an early grave In order to get what you want or progress or succeed or achieve, that is something that this very capitalist society has created. It is not a truth, it is just um, a false belief that society has created. So, the Knight of Pentacles is all about working hard. He's not shying away from that, but he's also about working smart. So He's never willing to give up when things don't feel like they're going his way. And he encourages you to be the same. He wants you to keep pushing forward, to keep your eye on the prize, keep your eye on the goal. And no matter what comes up, whether it's an obstacle or a challenge, to really tap into that fiery energy so that you can push forward even if it's in a completely different direction to what you thought. So he's not saying don't work hard because you'll get burnt out. He's just saying work hard in a very intentional, mindful and focused way. So often we get burnout because we have allowed that fiery energy to really run away with us. So that's more of a Knight of wands energy. So we're really allowing our passions and our desires to cloud our judgment and to help make help to make us lose focus. Well, I suppose it helps us lose focus as well, but it really makes the goalposts feel like they're millions of miles away when we're constantly like desperately trying to rush to get there. But if we're very intentional about it, if we're really more knight of pentacles about it and we're taking our time, we're taking every step Um, intentionally and carefully and really thinking about things then it often feels like we're making better progress we are better able and equipped to mentally see how far we've come and how far we've got to go so the details really matter with this card the knight knows exactly what his route forward is what he's trying to achieve where he wants to be He has it all planned out and he's ready to give it his all to make it happen. And that doesn't mean he's going to charge ahead as fast as possible to get to the end goal. He's not, again, the knight of wands or the knight of swords. He's slow and methodical. And this is the energy we need to embrace when working hard to reach something, but also to be able to work hard and avoid burnout hello my dears i just wanted to drop in and remind you guys that if you are looking for a unique and personal tarot reading you can book an email tarot reading through my website and each reading is done especially for you based on a burning question or a problem that you're currently battling with and we use a 10 card celtic cross spread to better understand the energies at play. So these readings are perfect if you're feeling like you need a bit of guidance from the universe, or if you're feeling like you're getting in your own way of your goals. So after chatting briefly over email, I toddle off to do your reading and compile all my findings into a very beautiful PDF for you to peruse at your leisure. As well as an overview of your spread, you'll get a full breakdown of each card in your spread and what it means. Plus, at the end of each PDF booklet, I offer recommendations around how you can take the next steps and make the most of the guidance the cards has offered to you. So that includes meditations, visualizations you can do, journal prompts and even product recommendations that I think could help you. So if you are interested in booking your own email tower reading, just head on over to theselfcareemporium.com forward slash services and fill in the booking form. All links will also be in the show notes if you need them. And yeah, so can't wait to chat with you. See you soon, guys. So this is probably a good time to stop and have a closer look at what burnout really is, because I think there's a lot of misrepresentation out there and a lot of people downplay how serious burnout can actually be. So burnout isn't just feeling fed up with what you're doing or you feel a bit tired or you're a bit exhausted because you've been working really hard. It is total mental, physical and spiritual exhaustion. And serious burnout, like really, really bad burnout, can make you very, very ill. And people have been known to collapse or faint because they've just pushed themselves way too hard and not given themselves near enough time to disconnect from whatever it is they're kind of working towards and just be able to recharge those batteries. So they're just running on empty, And if we apply this context to the knight of pentacles, it's like allowing that knight's fiery, impulsive energy to completely overwhelm the grounding earth energy of the Pentacles suit that this knight is sitting in. So when we think about any court card, we really think about how these elements interact with each other. And if one is um, kind of stronger or more prominent than the other, what will that result in? And if we are dealing with burnout, especially if it's in your kind of career or material world, we look at how that fiery energy will interact with that earth energy. And if that fire energy is too much, if we're imbalanced within that kind of elemental equilibrium, that fire is going to scorch and char the ground. And often that just leaves it useless and ruined. So if you think about a field that maybe a farmer would grow stuff in, if fire ravaged that field, it would kill everything. Nothing would grow there and potentially the ground would become infertile. And so you have to think of yourself in a very similar way. You are that kind of field that burnout is going to leave you incapable of doing anything. And that includes growing and, and being able to progress and develop and be able to reach your goal. So even though you feel like you're working really, really hard, if you burn out, you're not actually getting to your goal any faster. So all that energy that you've used, all of that kind of focus and drive that you used, that eventually led you to burnout has been wasted. However, if we take regular breaks and we carve out time to recharge and disconnect from whatever goals that are taking up our mental space, we can then ensure we stay healthy and happy and able to always give it our all to whatever it is we are working towards because we have allowed ourselves that mental space to switch off and recharge, and refill the cup, and you know, I mentioned before about running on empty, like if your phone battery is on low, or like 1%, it's not going to perform as well, we're charging ourselves up, we're plugging ourselves in, recharging, so that we can get up, and give whatever it is we're working on, our absolute all, without distraction, and in the healthiest way possible. So really, we have to adopt the stamina and the endurance of the knight of pentacles and remember that achieving big goals is a marathon it's not a sprint so you have to conserve your energy and keep this kind of meat suit (laughs) this vessel that you are occupying in good condition and that includes mentally because your mental state massively affects your physical state you will be very surprised if you are burnt out mentally how physically you feel, how physically ill you feel and again like I said before there have been cases where people have fainted or collapsed because they are so mentally exhausted. I think people forget that your brain has so much control over your physical body and if your brain is not being taken care of your physical body also suffers so we really have to keep that in mind. So now we come to the bit where I've pretty much had to just have this conversation with myself. So how can we still work our asses off to get what we want, but not fall into that burnout trap? Because it's slightly more complex than just like taking a day off work or going on holiday. Like it's a little bit more complex than that. So a weird idea that we seem to have created within society is that if you don't end the day exhausted and ready to like give up, then you didn't work hard enough. So people have seemed to just lost the true meaning of working hard. It's not about being physically drained. It's about giving it your all which does not require complete exhaustion. So working hard is not holding back. It's not allowing self-limiting beliefs to stop you from moving forward, not allowing yourself to procrastinate, to doubt the process, to lose faith in your skills and your abilities, to believe that you aren't capable of achieving what you want. All of that is working hard. So it's about being intentional and being able to be strong and courageous and take risks where you need to take risks. And pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Not necessarily physically pushing yourself, but pushing yourself within the realm of your kind of subconscious beliefs and your limiting beliefs. So hard work is keeping yourself on track and not allowing negativity to derail or distract you. You don't have to suffer physically suffer to work hard and one of the ways that um I know I make sure to work hard but not push it um and this is something that I continuously have to keep reminding myself because I do very easily go into that kind of um disconnected non-mindful way of working where I'm just like oh I'm just going to do like three hours more work and I'm like no you need to calm down so one of the ways that I make sure to work harder but not Push myself too much is by setting time boundaries. So I give myself not just clear working hours, but clear thinking hours. So I stay mindful of when I think about business and when I don't. So if an idea pops into my head for my business that I really want to delve into more, I'll make a detailed note on my phone or in in like a notebook or something. And then I put it to one side and I go, okay, I'm not thinking about that anymore until the next day when the working day starts again. And then I'll get those notes out and I'll work on it. Constantly obsessing over your goals and when you'll achieve them, that isn't going to get you there any faster. So being really mindful of where your mental focus is, that's really important because I think a lot of the time when we talk about burnout, we talk about it in a way of, Oh, you're checking your emails at three o'clock in the morning, or you know you're taking calls from clients at um, dinner time, or whatever it is. But it's really the mental side of things that I think burns us out the quickest because that's a side that we don't always have control over. So we can decide whether to answer that call from that client or decide whether we um, open the email app and check our email. But when it comes to thoughts, it's a lot harder to block those thoughts because sometimes they just pop up and you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to think about this. And then before you know it, you've spent like God knows how long thinking about new strategies for your email list or whatever it is. So it's really being mindful of your focus mentally that's going to help you avoid this burnout. So it's really knowing when it's time to rest and when it's time to work and Um, utilizing those hours strategically. Create clear task lists, time for email checking, time for social posting, all of that. And if your goals are non-work related, the same still applies. So you don't get off the hook just because it's about your personal life and not your career. So if your goal is to say find a partner, thinking about finding a partner every second of every day isn't going to make them appear out thinner. I wish it did because my life would be a lot simpler. I hate dating. And so if I could just think a partner into existence, that would be amazing. But I can't. So instead, create some time in your day where you allow yourself to think about these things. So maybe get on Tinder and do some swiping and book in a date for Friday and then switch off from it and don't think about it again. So again, it's not just the physical act of putting your time into something, it's also the mental process of that as well. So really being able to manage that and saying, no, I'm not gonna think about this right now, this is my time to just switch off and relax, read a book, watch Netflix, whatever that is. Really giving your brain that downtime, switching your brain off. So now we're gonna move on to our journal prompts and our journal prompts for this week are a lot more practical than we've probably done these past few episodes so maybe give yourself a little bit more time to just sit and mull over them if you need to um this could be a really good way of focusing your brain on something different like we've been talking about um again all the journal prompts are going to be in the show notes so if you need to come back to it you can do if you do not have your journal right now if you're on a train somewhere doing something. So prompt one is I want you to write down your biggest goal for this year and note when you want to achieve it by. So what deadline have you given yourself for this goal? Also, write why this goal means so much to you. So what's your motivation for wanting to achieve this thing? So this first prompt is really looking at, Our idea of expectations and how much pressure we're putting on ourselves based on the deadlines that we've given ourselves in our head. And even if you don't think you've given yourself a deadline, maybe if you're like, oh, this year I really want to find a a romantic partner, even though you may not think you have a deadline, you probably do. It's just a subconscious one. You're probably thinking, oh my God, I'm nearly like, You may even be turning 30. I'm older than 30. So, you know, look at you. But if you're turning 30 and you're like, oh God, I wanted to like be married and have children by the time I'm 30. You've already given yourself a deadline. So really think about those subconscious deadlines as well that you've given yourself. If you need to meditate on it, you do that. If you need to kind of do free writing or whatever you need to do to to figure that out, you do that. Next up, prompt two. So imagine something has happened that means that it is impossible for you to achieve this goal any sooner than 12 months from now. So how can you still work towards that goal every month or even every week? What can you do to take baby steps towards that final deadline? So this kind of forces us to think longer term to accept that things are not going to happen instantly and we're framing this goal within the space of the next 12 months even if it's you think it's something that's really achievable in with like a couple of weeks think about it as though it is literally impossible for you to achieve this any sooner than 12 months from now so you will not achieve this thing until 12 months has passed What can you do in those 12 months, month by month, that will still help you to reach that end goal, but that isn't working towards making that goal happen instantly? So how can you work for 12 months towards that goal? I'm hoping that makes sense. It makes sense to me in my head, but now I read it out loud. I'm like, I don't know whether some people might struggle with that, but hopefully you guys understand. And if you don't, I am always available on email or through Instagram or whatever to ask me questions about these prompts. Please feel free if you're like, I don't really understand. I'm more than happy to clarify these things. And prompt three, I want you to review the steps you noted down in the previous prompt. So those like mini goals that you put down. Be honest with yourself. Do they look more manageable spread out over 12 months than they would be over just a few weeks or a couple of months. So if you forced yourself to try and achieve all those baby steps in one go, do you think you'd be overwhelmed? So we're now kind of going backwards. We're kind of saying, okay, we've got those 12-month baby steps that we would need to take to our final goal. Does that plan look more achievable to you, less overwhelming to you, than if you were trying to achieve all of that stuff in that original deadline that you wrote at the beginning. So have a look at what deadline you gave yourself in prompt one and compare it to this 12-month strategy that you put together in prompt two. And I want you to see, really dig into how you feel with this one. So do you feel less overwhelmed with the 12-month strategy than you do with the original deadline you gave yourself? Or do you feel more frustrated with that 12-month strategy than with the deadline that you gave yourself? So really figuring out how you feel about these deadlines. And then we have an extra prompt this week. So prompt four. So this one might be a biggie. So give yourself extra time um, and just write down your big goal again so you've got it in front of you. But I want you to use your answers from prompt three to determine whether your original deadline was too hasty. Then write down a more manageable and realistic deadline that you think you could handle. An added option is to then get really granular and put pen to paper, marking off deadline dates on calendars and diaries. So setting yourself clear tasks and plotting out all of your key kind of baby goals, that will get you to your big goal. So this final prompt is really taking all the work that we've done in the first three prompts and making it a very practical action that you can take in order to start to move forward with that. So one of the things that we're doing is creating from that comparison that we did between the original deadline we gave ourselves and that 12-month deadline that we gave ourselves, we're now comparing those two things and creating something new. We're creating a new deadline for ourselves based off that. So the idea behind these prompts is to get you thinking more realistically about deadlines so that you can give yourself much more time to reach that bigger goal and help you slow down and be more intentional and really mindful about how you feel, about your energy levels again, about where you are putting your mental focus. And so all of this stuff can help you to not take on too much, and then that will eventually help you avoid burnout. But it will still allow you to work hard. So you're not working any kind of less than you would be, you've just plotted it out in a much more realistic and manageable way so that you can then avoid that burnout. So this week is a pretty practical one, like is often the case with the pentacles, and you'll find out a lot more about that because we've got a couple more pentacles cards to come up in future episodes. But it can be a really good way of you being more mindful about your well-being as a whole while trying to achieve things that you're really excited about because when we're really excited about something we can often get carried away and that's how we always end up at burnout that's how i end up at burnout anyway i'm like oh i can do all these things and then i do all the things and then i'm like well i'm exhausted now so i have to be very mindful about how much i let that kind of passion that fiery night energy run away with me so i really hope that those journal prompts help you and to help you find some more realistic and manageable deadlines for what you want to achieve. And yeah, that is all for this week. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, remember to leave the podcast a review and a comment. If you want to DM me or email me a review or a comment or feedback or whatever you want to do, feel free. All of my information is in the show notes below, as are the journal prompts for this week and this episode So feel free to refer back to those whenever you need to. But that is it for this week. I hope you all have a lovely week and I will speak to you in the next episode. So bye-bye, guys.